Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. We're doing a solo episode today. We've got another Ask Me Anything. And today's questions were fielded from the Nomad Telegram channel. So if you haven't gone in and joined that Telegram channel, I would very much encourage you to do so. Going to be doing a lot more things in there. We have been doing a lot more things in there as of the last couple of weeks. Uh, Live streaming solo episodes. Going to start doing some Telegram only podcast episodes. Uh, there's all kinds of other things that are going to be happening in there too in terms of exclusive content. So uh, I will post the show notes, that link for the Telegram channel. Go check it out, join. And uh, that's where these questions for the Ask Me Anything today came from. So before we get into that, just want to make a quick note for you guys to go check out Wild Rivers Coffee Company. Uh, they are an awesome family, local to, I guess, depends on where you are considered local, <laughs> but they're uh, family owned, op- operated by uh, Marshall and Sammy Seedorf, who Marshall was on uh, very early on the podcast, episode three or four or something like that. But uh, amazing coffee. Uh, it all goes towards, uh, let's see, 2% goes towards wildlife conservation, various uh, organizations, depending upon what which uh, roast you end up going with. They all taste phenomenal. I'm telling you guys, this coffee is like ridiculously good. And uh, they have awesome packaging on it. I love the packaging that they do and they're great people. So go check them out. If you guys use the code NOMAD, when you check them out, you'll save, I believe, 15%. So pretty good deal there. So just go to wildriverscoffeeco.com and uh, check them out. So let's get into the Ask Me Anything. We have a few good ones today that I thought were worthy of answering here in the Ask Me Anything. Um, First, we're going to start it off easy. Favorite coffee brew method. Uh, And the way that the question was actually worded, if I could only make coffee one specific way, what would it be? 
pour over French press, AeroPress, Siphon, etc. You know, all the different options. Um, I am not what you would call a coffee snob, but I'm particular, I guess. And I really enjoy like super dark, almost like bitter tasting coffee. I'm not a fan of like the really bright, sour. It's it's really kind of a, a popular, like hipstery coffee shop kind of way to to do it now. And I and I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I don't get me wrong. I like stuff with good flavor, uh, which is why. I, I segued from the Wild Rivers read into this question because uh, they make some incredible stuff. But if I were to go from a method, I would say French press would be my go-to. Uh, one, because it's easy and it's relatively quick to still make really good tasting coffee. Um, pour over is fine. Those kind of the pour over AeroPress are cool. I think they're more you know, it's more about the experience of doing it that way. You know, maybe this is my uncultured palate that really can't tell the difference between pour over and an AeroPress. Uh, but I think it's just more about the experience of how you would make that that particular cup of coffee. The siphon is really cool. I have one of the siphons um, that I got several months ago. I've posted about using it a few times. It's really rad and it actually makes a very clean tasting cup of coffee. It's just very intensive to go through that whole process. So I don't do it all the time, but it is, it's a good one. But just for like normal everyday stuff, the French press is just piece of cake, man. Dump it in, pour water, wait, <laughs> press it down, wait a little bit longer and then you're good to go. So that's going to be my my answer for that one. Thank you for the question. Uh, this one was a good one as well. Programming. So what are your programming considerations here? Let me, I want to read it how exactly how it's written. What are some programming considerations you typically make when balancing strength and endurance training? So I'm going to go at this a couple of different ways. The first consideration I would make when balancing these two things is what are your goals, right? Uh, because that's going to be very dependent on how we do this. If we're going for, you know, if we're trying to get stronger or perform better for a sport, you know, if we're trying to build muscle, if we're just wanting to, if we're wanting to do a Spartan race, you know, like there's all these things that come into play. So the goals, you cannot separate those from what considerations I'm going to make when it comes to programming because, well, what are we trying to do here? What's our time frame, right? So from the way that this was asked, I imagine that the question comes from a, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to get strong and have good endurance. How do I do both of those things together? So aside from the goals conversation. That's how I'll, I'll answer the rest of this. Um, if we're doing it just for general health purposes, not like we're trying to do a competitive sport, we're trying to race, we're trying to hit numbers at a meet for weightlifting, powerlifting, whatever it is. Honestly, some of the, the easiest ways that we do this in, in my programming for the endurance standpoint, because we, we do a lot of large circuit, large rep style stuff for conditioning pieces. So we'll, we'll oftentimes throw in some strength movements just to keep some heavy load going. And then we'll do, um, you know, some hypertrophy work depending on what phase we're in, or we'll include some, uh, some shorter conditioning pieces. But 
one of the things that has made a huge difference and I've and I've talked about it in several podcasts before is the introduction of nasal breathing throughout the entire workout regardless of what we're doing uh, warm up all the way through the end not allowed to breathe through your mouth uh, the entire time now this isn't exactly like a this is going to improve you this amount of time and so you're able to do all of these things at once it's more of you are learning to operate more efficiently you're able to uh, work on creating better lung capacity. You're, yes, maybe going to have to get your ego in check because a lot of us default to crappy positions and mouth breathing when we start to get a little tired. So if you're nasal breathing, um, you're forced to be in a little bit better positions to access your diaphragm deeper. And so these kind of things can oftentimes make you back off on weight, back off on intensity, just because you need to be able to stay nasal breathing. If you crank up the intensity too high, you're forcing yourself to go to mouth breathing now and begin compensating. So that's oftentimes like one of the first things that we'll do is implement nasal only breathing through the entire training session. And especially if somebody's at the, you know, just general health or just getting into training kind of thing, that's one of the like biggest bang for your buck things that I believe you can introduce. Uh, it, it works on positions. It works on lung capacity. Uh, it's working on developing breathing mechanics the way that we are supposed to be breathing, which a lot of people are very dysfunctional in the way that they breathe. So uh, that's honestly one of the the first things we go after is a lot of the breath mechanics and nasal breathing stuff. And what that does is, like I said, it allows you to operate more efficiently. It's almost like you're you're putting a bigger engine in your system rather than just adding some some nitrous to the one that currently exists, right? So nasal breathing can help you build that better and bigger engine. And so by extension, your endurance is going to be getting better really without the addition of needing to, you know, put on mileage or do all these other things. So um, to keep it on at a beginner level answer to that uh, for anybody to implement, the nasal only breathing through training would be my go-to for that. And it is my go-to for that uh, for most guys that come in at the at that beginner to intermediate stage and honestly it's more of a consideration for the guys that are like really advanced lifters that have really dysfunctional breathing patterns and are really crappy breathers it's one of the things that we can do that can induce some pretty big change uh, that a lot of advanced lifters and people who train for a long time you don't get big amounts of gains uh, very often once you are an advanced lifter, right? You're, you're training hard for marginal gains and improvements. And one of the things like this can actually be very beneficial to getting you back some beginner gains at something because you're not really a beginner at most things when it comes to training. And so this can be one of those things that can really help a lot of dysfunction in your breathing and endurance. So nasal breathing, do it all the time. Shut your mouth. That was not meant to be aggressive. That was just me telling you, shut your mouth so you can breathe through your nose. Uh, and then the last ones we'll answer. Thank you for that question, by the way. The last ones we'll answer uh, are what is the best and worst advice I ever got? Um, I will answer. This is a good one. I'll answer with worst first. And honestly, I'm not going to say it's like the worst advice I ever got. It was just bad advice that was really annoying at the time and I didn't listen to it. So it ended up working out really well. Um, but that's what the first thing that came to mind was. And it wasn't any individual specific individual is actually several people uh, that told me when I was getting ready to leave the corporate gym world um, 
you know, just like so many people when they jump out on an entrepreneurial journey, there are people that will try to rein them in or pull them back. And it's oftentimes projection or, uh, you know, their own insecurities about that kind of thing that would cause them to say things like, hey, uh, like with me, hey, you need to take some time and build this up a little bit before you leave the gym and, you know, leave this stable thing, uh, which it wasn't, which it isn't. Um, and that kind of stuff. That was that was oftentimes for the last couple of weeks what uh, I was getting hit with. You know, are you sure you want to do this? You don't have any systems set up yet. Uh, what are you going to do? Like it was just a lot of questioning and uh, telling me to stick around at the gym for a while uh, before I left. And I didn't. I I when I decided that I wanted to to do uh, branching out on my own, decided I wanted to do my own thing and leave the gym. I made the decision with uh, Molly, my wife, and like four days later, I put in my two week notice and, uh, I didn't even make it. Actually, I did make it through the whole two weeks, just shy of a day. Um, but I, I bounced and uh, you know, call it reckless, whatever. I probably told the story on the podcast before, but, um, I was way more in the mindset of, I've got a couple clients that'll come with me. That's already going to get me, uh, paid more than I was because I'm actually making the money instead of giving 80% of it back to the gym. And so that can afford me some time to figure this thing out on my own. And I went through several months of trying to do it by myself and realized that wasn't going to work. So then I hired, you know, I've gone on the the record of saying I've hired several business coaches in in my journey as an entrepreneur, and it's some of the best decisions I've ever made. So, in terms of worst advice, just getting told to stick around the gym uh, and not go do this thing that I really wanted to do, I would consider my worst. And luckily, I didn't listen to them; I just did it anyway. So, uh, I would, you know, it's the worst advice, but I didn't actually follow it. So, I don't know if that would apply because I didn't take the bad advice, but that was still, I would say, the worst advice. Some of the worst advice. Um, best advice was. And again, I've got a lot of really great advice too, but the first one that came to my mind uh, is ingrained into my blood now. And it is something that I actually still drives me crazy when we can't do it nowadays, uh, depending on who I'm with or where I'm going, being on time. Uh, it was one of the things that my dad and my mom just ingrained into my brain. And I was the, I was the one that was like, ridiculously early for everything that ever happened. And, uh, you know, football practice is at 430. I'm there at 345. And so when you're doing that kind of stuff, you also are getting considered for all of the extra jobs that end up popping up and doing things. Uh, you know, I'm just remembering all of these things through middle school and high school, showing up an hour early for stuff. And then now they need help doing other things. So I didn't, I just kind of became, uh, with a couple buddies of mine did stuff extra all the time and built really, built really great relationships that way. But it's just ingraining that extra work mindset, uh, to get stuff done that needs to get done. And, I, it's one of the things that is a massive pet peeve of mine being late for anything. And I consider being like one minute, you know, over ridiculously late. And of course, and I love her to death, obviously, but my wife is the opposite. She would rather be the 14th person to show up to something and instead of the first. And it's not that I would rather be first, but I just hate saying I'm going to not be there when I said I'm going to be there. And I guess that's the part of the opposites attract things. So that's going to be it for the Ask Me Anything. I appreciate the questions. We're going to do more of these in the future. Uh, check out the Telegram. 
And uh, check out Twitter. I'm on Twitter now too, the Ross Hillier. Uh, it's been a fun little thing to go explore that right lately after I swore for years I would never do it. So um, that's going to be it for the episode this week. I'll check you guys out on Monday. Peace. Mm-hmm.